Welcome to The Confidence Club, where you'll get your weekly dose of all things mindset, personal growth, and self-development. I'm your host, Manel Briggs, entrepreneur, podcaster, and digital creator, and I'm so excited that you're here. I love helping people discover their true potential to help them show up confidently in their life and reminding them that they are capable of making all of their biggest dreams come true. If this is your first time here, welcome to the club. Make sure to hit that follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening so that you can stay up to date with all of the episodes. If you get value from today's episode, let me know by leaving a rate and review or sharing it on your socials and tagging at the Confidence Club underscore. Ready to feel inspired? Then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Confidence Club podcast. It's your host, Renal Briggs, and we are back with another mini book review episode for the year. If you're new to the series, here's the rundown. Every month I do an episode recapping the books that I read as well as rate and review them. My go-to genres are romance, self-help, and fantasy, so when it comes to my reads, those are the books that you can expect to hear about. Um, in the month of February, I read 12 books, which is good. I really, I really like finished the 12th book literally last night, so I really like took the whole month to read the 12 books. My goal is to read 200 this year, which I think is an average of 16 a month, so I'm, I'm technically behind, something my Goodreads... Uh, <laughs> reading challenges constantly reminding me every time I finish a book, it's like, you can go check, um, how far along you are. And it's like 11 books behind schedule. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but it's okay. It's been a slower start, quote unquote, slower start. I've read 22 books this year. I actually follow this girl on TikTok and she posted a video the other day and she was like, my current mental state, I've read 75 books this year. And I was like, holy crap. It's not even like when she posted this, it wasn't even the end of February yet. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, definitely not there, but um, you know, we're chugging along. Honestly, I'll go through periods where I read a lot and then I'll go through periods where I'm kind of in a slump. So I'm not too concerned, um, but yeah, that's where we stand right now. And in this episode, I'm gonna be sharing with you which books you want to add to your reading list or start reading right now and which ones that if they're on there, take them off because it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. But before we get into that though, I need to just say, Guys, the Confidence Club turns two today. Like, it's her second birthday. I'm so excited. Like, two years ago today, I started my podcast. And it was kind of just like a spur-of-the-moment decision. I mean, I had, working up to it, I had known that I I, I wanted to do something where I was talking because I got so used to doing lives and um, interviewing people in that format and then it kind of occurred to me, like, why don't you host a podcast? And so I decided to host a podcast. The name like just came to me one day when I was standing in my room and I'm like, all right, let's just go for it. And honestly, that was probably one of the best creative decisions I've ever made because hosting this podcast makes me so happy. Um, sometimes I'll go back through the episodes and even just to see how much it's grown since I started, like even just in the formatting of the episodes, it's so different now and I'm so aligned with what I'm doing and what I'm sharing. So I just had to take a moment to share that. I appreciate each and every one of you that listens. Like this, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for you. Like this podcast wouldn't still be going if it weren't for you. So um, I just, I appreciate, I appreciate you so much. And <clears throat> we're doing, I'm doing, I did a little celebration. Like I had a little photo shoot, got some balloons to make a thing out of it. I don't know if that's extra, but you know what? I don't really care. Last year I got a cake when it, when it turned one. Um, but yeah, I, I settled for a little balloon photo shoot this year and Honestly, I'm excited. I'm going to post pictures later so you can see them on my Instagram. But yeah, anyways, just had to take a moment to say that happy birthday to the Confidence Club. Like, I love you. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for making me so happy. And thank you to all of you who continue to listen and support the pod. 
All right, now without further ado, let's get into this episode and talk about these books. I'm going to tell you again which ones are an absolute must, like you have to read, you you will thank me later, and which ones just, just take off your reading list if you haven't read them yet because it's not even worth it. We're coming in hot with um, a five-star read, and honestly, after I read this book, I was kind of in a slump because it was so good that I was like, no other book is going to compare. Like, How am I supposed to go on? And that was Final Offer by Lauren Asher. Um, this was my most anticipated read of 2023. Ever since I finished the first two books last summer in the Dreamland Billionaire series, I was like, I cannot wait for January for that book to come out. And you know when you highly anticipate a book and then you know you put so much pressure on the fact that it's going to be good and then you read it and it's not good? This was not like that. This was such a good book. Um, like I expected it to be good, but it was great. And like nothing will compare I, again when I finished it I was like how am I supposed to read something else like this was just perfect what I loved about it the most were okay one the characters like Callahan Kane is definitely the best I mean I still have a soft spot for Declan not gonna lie but I Cal, Cal is the kind of guy minus the alcohol addiction that um I would want to date in real life because it's literally game over for all the ladies like this man the way that he loves Lana was like indescribable and he's just such a thoughtful guy he knew exactly what to do and what to say them together they were so in sync and it was like they were each made for each other and that just made the relationship that much stronger and that is what like I aspire to have in my life one day um, I loved Lana too, her personality, her strength, her courage, her heart. She was such a good female lead character. I honestly admire um, when a female character has that kind of strength and, you know, she's not going to bend over backwards for a man. Like, just because this guy comes back into her life, she doesn't, like, just throw away everything she's doing to, you know, take him back kind of thing. Um, because if that, like, if that were me in real life, I wouldn't, I don't want to be the kind of person that does that. So, um, just to see that strength and her character was just made this book so much better. Cammy is such a cutie. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really a fan of kids being a part of the mix when I read romance books only because at this point in my life, I'm not really romanticizing having kids. So at first I was like, oh my gosh, no, like, please don't tell me that this is her daughter. But then once I found out that it's her sister's and not hers, I was able to relax. <laughs> um, Iris popping up through the text was everything. If you've read the book, you know exactly what text that I'm talking about. She is a queen. I absolutely loved her in terms and conditions, and she was just so funny in this book. This book was the perfect ending to the perfect series, and I'm going to miss it so much. Like, This is probably, the Dreamland Billionaire series is probably one of my favorite series that I've read um, ever, and I'm going to miss like not being able to read it for the first time, but you know, I can always reread it. All right, next up, we're continuing on with this five-star hot streak here with Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. This is now one of my favorite personal development books ever. Uh, my friend recommended it to me, and it did not disappoint. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I did do a previous episode where I talked a lot about it and like the things that I picked up from it in the episode, the reminders you didn't know you needed. But let's just say it was brilliant. Um, one reason why I think I liked it so much is because I saw a lot of similarities between myself and Marie, which... Um, was comforting because it really reinforced the, this concept that if she can do it, I can do it too. And there's just so much value in this book. And I think it's a great read for people in their 20s, especially because she talks a lot about her life then and how she navigated through it. Next up, we read The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. This one was three stars because honestly, it's not a book that I'm even going to think about for very much longer. It was okay. It was good to read in the moment, but, uh, you know, I'm not like still thinking about it. 
um, a friend of mine was the one who told me about this. Like she was telling, when we were talking about books and she was telling me about it. And so I was intrigued, but little did I know that this was a full on murder mystery book. Like I was not expecting that. And I haven't read one of those in a really long time. And not gonna lie, this is kind of embarrassing because I'm sure that there's like other <laughs> murder mystery stories that are um, a lot scarier. Like this is probably very, very, very tame. But the whole murder thing, like I wasn't really a fan of reading this before bed. <laughs> I will say though that this book did have me hooked because I started it one afternoon, stayed up late and finished it first thing in the morning because I just had to know what happened next. And I don't know if that's a common theme with murder mysteries, like I don't read them very often, but um the writing in this book was really unique which was cool because it's it's nice to read different styles of writing every once in a while i feel like it opens your mind and um it just gives a different perspective to the book but there's three point of views in this and they were all happening across different time periods so that was interesting because i've never read a book like that before um I thought it was also kind of interesting because, you know, when I was reading this, I was thinking about how this could potentially be a book that you would read in English class and then you would have to like dissect the hidden meaning behind <laughs> the book and everything like that. And what I kind of thought about was how it was highlighting three different and difficult positions that women can find themselves in due to the gaslighting of men. So if I had to write an essay, that would be the topic. <laughs> um, and let's just say Tom was not it, like absolutely not, was not a fan of him. All right, next up I read You Can You Too Can Be Prosperous by Robert A. Russell. This was also a three-star book, again, just because it had like good information, but it's not something I'm going to be still thinking about today. Um, I'm not religious, so this book was a little hard to read just in terms of grasping the language as the author referred to God and Jesus a lot. I do believe in a higher power, but I'm just not exactly sure what that is. Um, but I did take a course a few years ago with a coach who taught a lot of the principles from this book. So that was one, one of the reasons I picked it up, but two, it made it a little bit easier to understand it because I already was familiar with some of the concepts. Um, there's a lot of good information in here and the concepts are powerful. It's just a little hard to navigate the language. That being said though, I will share this part that I absolutely loved and it was about tuning into your highest frequency as if you're tuning into a radio. So it's like a cool way to visualize it. Um, and this is something that we talked about in that course that I took. So I was like, oh, I remember this part. <laughs> um, and it's to help you attract what you design your life. So there's three steps. The first thing is to formulate the idea in your mind. The second thing is to affirm it to your subconscious that's already yours. And the third thing is to keep the faith that it's on its way. And the reason why it relates to the radio is because like, if you tune into a certain station, like you know that if you tune into that frequency of the station, you're going to get that station. So it's the same thing when you're trying to like manifest something into your life. If you tune into the frequency of the person who would have it, it's going to come into your life. Um, another thing that I liked was that there was an activity in the book where you had to write out all the excuses or reasons why um, you're not where you want to be financially and then write a separate list of all your possessions and things that you have and then you have to proceed to rip up the first list throw in the trash and affirm to never think of those excuses again um, I did that exercise and it was very like therapeutic because it's like writing down all the excuses that you've given yourself and then ripping them up is like saying okay now those are no longer going to hold me back they can't they're not they don't exist anymore because I ripped them all up so that was really helpful just in a mindset um as a mindset technique and I think you could do this not just financially you could do it for anything like anything that you're trying to overcome um write a list of all the excuses that you came up with and then write a list of all the reasons why you could and rip up the excuses one and focus solely on that list of why you can do it Okay, okay, you guys, okay, this, this, this is like kind of niche because there's literally a whole chapter of book talk that talks solely about this series, but 
I got on the Akatar train, and I don't want to get off. It's so, so good. Five stars, five stars. Although, I'm going to say, now that I've read the second book, too, I would actually probably, in my head, change this rating to four stars. But when I read it, it was five stars, so we'll just keep it at that. Um, the only reason I would change it to four stars is because now I actually don't like one of the main characters. And... Um, it just like wasn't as good as the second book, but anyways, um, this book, this this like book was giving me Beauty and the Beast meets Hunger Games meets City of Bones vibes, and I was absolutely here for it. Um, I, I in my head at first I was like, am I the only person who's like picking up Beauty and the Beast here? But then I went on Goodreads and read some reviews. So I was like, okay, thank goodness, like it's actually a Beauty and the Beast esque fiction kind of thing. Um, so I was like. Yeah, like it totally is. And I loved it. Like it was just a combination. The Hunger Games thing, like I'm not saying that this was exactly like the Hunger Games, but when Fair had to do um, those challenges, if you will, um, for Amarantha, that was giving Hunger Games vibes. And then the whole concept of like just this other world was kind of reminding me of City of Bones. And I know it's not the same because there's other mythical creatures in that series, whereas this one's specifically kind of like fae and fairies. Um, I was still picking up the same vibes, which was kind of comforting because I really liked that City of Bones series. Like that was my first real fantasy series that I read. So um, being able to relate it to that was really comforting. It just kept getting better and better. And I didn't know that this was the series that that recent guy was in. And I had heard about him everywhere on Book Talk all the time. So as soon as he was introduced, I literally squealed because, first of all, like, I can understand why he's all over book talk now. Like, that man is fine. I mean, is he, I, that fairy is fine. I don't know. Whatever. But I, it was just so exciting because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard so much about you. Like, I can't wait to see where this transitions. Um, and at the time when I got this book, so I got it from the library, I will just say I'm happy that I put the next two books on hold because as soon as I finished Akatar, the other two were ready for me to pick up and I don't know if I would have been able to wait to dive back into the world of Akatar. So, um, also this is just a hot take, but this, I'm not really, I, okay, I, I don't know if I still think about this now that I'm into the third book, but, um, Fair plus Tamlin plus Resand in this book was giving me like vibes of something was reminding me of something and then I came to the conclusion that was reminding me of Katniss plus Gale plus Peeta. Not exactly like they are the same characters but just in the whole kind of love triangle if you will and just some of the personality characteristic matched up. Not really actually because I would say that Kat, uh, Fair was Katniss, Tamlin was Gale and Resan was Peeta. So they're actually not like the character at all, but you know what I mean? Like just in the, th the just the three of them, just the dynamic there. I don't know. It just, it was giving me the vibes. Okay, next up I read A Court of Mist and Fury. Five stars. Five stars. Um, I, this, so far this is my favorite. I'm on, I'm partway through the third book and I will say like it's taking me a little bit longer to get through that one because there's not as much like tension as a Court of Mist and Fury. This one, oh man, oh man. Chapter 42, chapter 55. Hot take, chapter 42 I actually liked better than chapter 55 because I'm all for the buildup and the tension. So I would read that over and over again. I loved the formatting of this book. Um, I liked how Fair is learning about this world just like we are. So as a reader, it makes it easier to follow and understand because the way that the author describes it is putting it in simple terms as Fair like processes it. So it's like we're processing it at the same time. 
Um, this book did the one bedroom so well, so well. And also, I just really, really like Rhysand's character. Like, for so many reasons, not only is he, like, obviously attractive, but the fa just, like, his heart and the way that he thinks about things, the way that he runs um, his people. Like, his inner circle has females in it because he's just, like, and he's just, because he's such a good guy. And a lot of the things, like, a lot of the hot takes in this book are talking about how, like, it's male-dominated. So to see that he has females in his inner circle is really admirable. Um, and then, yeah, chapter 42, chapter 55, I'm not going to say the specific spicy things on the pod because, you know, it's not that kind of podcast, but just saying this book had the spice, like, you can put a whole bunch of little hot pepper emojis up there because this book had it for sure. All right, next up I read Because We Are Bad, OCD and a Girl Lost in Thought by Lily Bailey. I gave this book four stars mainly because I absolutely appreciated the writing. This was such a powerful story, very insightful, and it gave you like a behind the scenes look on what it's like to live with OCD. And it was just a so well written, like so well written, um, a literary masterpiece is what I'm calling it. And it was all based on her experience. And honestly, like putting a book out like this is definitely put, makes you vulnerable because she shared like a lot in that book. But the way that she did it was just so beautifully written. Um, I think it's good to read books like this every once in a while because it helps broaden your perspectives and see things from other people's points of view. So it was just like a really good almost learning book. Um, just to teach me a little bit more about how other people function in this world. Okay, I have the biggest smile on my face right now when I found out what the next book I read was. I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, oh, this was another one of those books that I finished. And I'm like, I don't know how I can read anything else ever again because it was just so good. Miss Elsie Silver is one of my favorite authors right now. And Powerless coming out this year in February was my other highly anticipated read of the year. And you know that one was five stars. You know it. I think that was actually my favorite book in the series so far. I think there's still two more books coming. So we'll see if those ones top it. But oh, oh my gosh. Like, and I, I knew this was going to be a five star read not too far along in the book. Like, I just, I was ready. And Jasper and Sloan were the perfect couple. They were the perfect mix of love and heat. Um, I literally laughed out loud during parts of the book, especially when she was drunk because she's just such a funny drunk. I just absolutely loved Sloane's character. Like, absolutely loved her. I was rooting for her the whole way. Um, and I loved Jasper too. Oh my gosh, this was a good, um, a good book if you're looking for friends to lovers and second chance romance. And honestly, I mean, is it really second? Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. It's more of a friends to lovers, but sometimes I don't like that trope because it's just like kind of weird. Like, how do you, how were you friends for so long and you didn't realize you both liked each other? But this one did it so, so well. Um, yeah, it did so well. Like, Sloan loves Sloan. She had a strong, independent energy about her. She made me admire her character. Jasper is just, I had to describe him in emojis, and that's like the little one with this like bead of sweat rolling down his face and a hot pepper because. <sighs> God, this man, this man, like, he was just this perfect combination of sweet and spicy, and I'm absolutely here for that. This book just made me so happy, and it was my favorite in the series so far. 
All right, next up I read Hail Mary by Candy Steiner. I actually wasn't planning on reading this book because I read the first three books in the series. The first one was okay. The second one I really liked, but now that I'm thinking about it, I actually don't like that main female character. And the third book I didn't like at all, but I thought I was going to like. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm kind of done with this series. Like, I could care less about these people. But I think that um, it actually ended up being better than I expected. Um, after kind of thinking about it, if I were to rank the books now, I would say that my my favorites from um, most favorite to least favorite would be Blindside, Hail Mary, Fair Catch, and Quarterback Sneak. So this actually ended up being in the top two there. Um, because I did like the, I like, I don't know. I, I liked the spice. I liked the book, but it was just kind of like very surface level. So, I mean, the spice was not surface level. That was probably what made it go into the top two for me. Like Leo was a good guy and Mary's a powerhouse woman, but I didn't really fall in love with the characters at all really in this series because I don't know how else to describe it other than saying it just seemed very one dimensional. Um, but like I said, the spicy scenes were great and that, that made me make the, that made me like the book a bit more. Um, I would say it was probably my favorite in terms of that out of all the books. I also liked the reference to Elsie Silver's cowboy romance books. That was funny. Um, but other than that, that was the only thing I really liked from Gianna in this book. She was like a side character. Honestly, the more that I hear about her in other books, she's really annoying. I don't like her. Like also her announcing that she was pregnant at the wedding at their wedding. I was like, no. No, so that kind of just like pissed me off and kind of made the book end on a sour note for me. But, um, you know, now that I'm done the series, it's fine. We we made it through and it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Okay, next up I read The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. 3.5 stars because this book was good. I have a lot of notes that I took from it that served as good lessons and reminders. I'll probably be doing lots of short videos sharing them on TikTok, so I won't get into it here. Um... But it is a good personal development read. It's not one of my all-time favorites or anything like that, but it's better than others that I have read. And the information wasn't as boringly generic as some books, but it was easy to read and understand the concept. So like I said, I did take a lot of good notes from this that I want to use as future content and just referencing back to this book. So it was helpful and it was worth the read. Um, it just like wasn't like, I don't think I'll read it again kind of thing. Um, oh my God. Okay, let's get into my worst read. <laughs> My worst read of the month and that was her greatest mistake by Hannah Cohen I rated this two stars choosing to read this book was my greatest mistake bruh I thought this book was supposed to be good like I saw that it had a 4.1 star rating on Goodreads and I feel like I heard about it on TikTok I can't remember like where it was that I originally heard about this book that was like oh yeah I just should definitely read it I I don't know but what I didn't realize was going back to Goodreads, like, there's only about 3,000 ratings and 330 reviews, which means it's newish, so it hasn't been read as much, so there's not as much, like, feedback on it, and I did look, and it literally came out this year, so, I mean, you know, I'll give the benefit of the doubt in that regard, I, I, in terms of, like, <laughs> the, you know, being convinced to read it, but the reincurring soundtrack in my head while reading this was immediately, no, I've seen what I needed to see, like, since the beginning, since the beginning, I was, like, 20% in, and I already knew that... I wasn't going to like it. Honestly, the only reason I kept going was because, first of all, I can't give it a review. I don't think it's fair to give a review of a book if I don't finish it. Um, but also, I was, like, trying to finish my reading goal for the month. So I was like, oh, you know, you don't have time to start another new book. So you need to just finish this one. Um, that's just, like, true facts, honestly, there. It's just I have this thing. And honestly, 
if I don't have to DNF a book, I don't really like it. I really only DNF a book if it's actually really disturbing. I'm like, I can't even romanticize anything about this. But sometimes, you know, when the book is so bad in your eyes, it's just comical to keep going because then you just like get to talk about it after. I don't know. I don't know if that sounds bad. But anyways, this book really should have just been a second chance romance, friends to lovers romance. Not a second chance and friends to lovers and fake dating. Like, it's doing too much, but really doing nothing at all. Honestly, I was kind of appalled when I looked up on TikTok. Like, I looked up the book because I wanted to see if anybody else thought the same things as me. And I saw these people. Everyone was, like, talking about how good it was picking out these scenes that make the book sound. And I'm like, no. Like, honestly, in my head, the vibe I was getting was Fixer Up by Tessa Bailey. I'm not saying that the characters are the exact same, but just, like... That was what I was picturing. And I, you know, that's why it was just funny at this point because I really, really, really didn't like that book. Like, that book was really hard to get through for me. Um, but anyways, I digress. Like, it just wasn't good. They, you know, if you're going to add the fake, fake dating is my favorite trope. And this book did it so dirty. Like, there was no buildup. There was no tension. They just kept going back and forth. Like, the guy at the beginning didn't like her because of something she did eight years ago or whatever. And then all of a sudden he's like, like getting you know hard every time she's around her and then they're they're in love and then they're moving into i'm like what the heck is this like this is even fake dating i just honestly reading it as a reader's perspective like and this is why i'm also not surprised that it came out recently sometimes i feel like romance reader or sorry romance authors will read the books that are like circulating book talk right now and then try to take pieces from each book and put it together in one book it doesn't work like that like you can't do that it's not like, it, it, it doesn't work. It just sounds all jumbled and mashed up. And that is what I got from this book. So, quite honestly, the only thing I liked about this book were the cute flashbacks. Until I realized that they were reminding me of the flashbacks where my ends with us. And then I proceeded to not enjoy them because I'm like, I didn't, no, no. Like, it's not good. So, I will say, though, that I am intrigued about Adeline times, and two, wow, I literally wrote Adeline X. Okay, I will say that I'm intrigued by Adeline and Cooper's story because... I thought from the moment they interacted that they'd make a good, like, good age gap brother's best friend romance. So, we'll see if I decide to read that. Like, honestly, after reading this book, I mean, I was hoping for a standalone to finish off this month. And because I don't know if I want to continue the series, this may have turned out to be that. But I will say, I do want to give this author the benefit of the doubt because I did read, um... Elsie Silver's books, her first series, so before the Chestnut Springs series, that's her second one, she had another one, and the first book in that series, I didn't like at all, but then the second book, I liked significantly better, so sometimes I'm like, maybe when they're writing the first book, you know, it's their first time, like, they're just getting used to it, and then the second book will be better, because they know what they're doing, so we'll see, I might give um, this the second book a chance, because that could be the case in this um with this author as well but as of right now I, I i'm thinking no okay and then the last book that i finished off the month with was a little novella honestly these are perfect if you want to just have a short little read before bed or you just have a reading goal and you're behind and you need to catch up or you just like the feeling of finishing a book and you haven't maybe done so in a while I mean the two books I'm reading right now are both like 700 pages so it's kind of nice to read like a little novella in between to to feel like you accomplished something <laughs> um but yeah I've only read one novella actually no I think I've read two but the first one I didn't know was a novella and then it also sucked the second one was amazing 
um, but it was like a Christmas one, so that wasn't um, what I was looking for right now. But anyways, this one was good. Um, it was about meeting somebody on an airplane and then a one-night stand and then it turning into a relationship. Um, there's nothing really significantly special about it, but I feel like that's kind of the case when it's a novella because it's too short to really get into like um, personalities and that kind of thing. So you kind of just read it when you want, you know, that feeling of accomplishment or, you know, a little bit of pleasure but it did satisfy my craving I just don't think it's going to be something that I like think too much about you know all right that's a wrap those are all the books I read for February um not a bad list not a bad list uh as as a recap the books that you absolutely need to read are final offer by Lauren Asher everything is figure out about my Marie Forleo Akatar, A Court of Mist and Fury and Powerless sorry I forgot to give the Powerless by Elsie Silver and the Akatar series by Sarah J. Mass. The books that you can absolutely avoid. Her Greatest Mistake by Hannah Cohen. And also, yeah, the rest of them on here are like not bad. But yeah, that was just, I can't. Like, I, I just can't. Anyways, we're not going to end on that sour note. So we're going to end by saying that I'm excited for what books I'm going to read in March. I'm excited to share them with you. Um... But that is it for this episode. I hope you got some value. I hope you got some new book recommendations. If you have read any of these books and you want to share your thoughts, feel free to send me a DM over at the Confidence Club underscore on Instagram because I love talking about books and I would love to hear your thoughts on them. Even if you disagree with me, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I won't take it personally, but it is fun to talk about them and, and get different people's perspectives on the reads that we read. So I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day and we'll chat soon. Bye! Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Confidence Club podcast, and I hope you're feeling inspired to take action towards your dreams. I would love to hear from you, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode, and leave a rate and review so I can continue to bring you content that serves you. If you got value from this episode, share it on your socials and with your friends by tagging at the Confidence Club underscore. If you enjoy these episodes, make sure to go follow the Confidence Club on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for daily inspiration and more content. Chat with you soon. Bye!